welcome back to Just Being Silly. I'm Liz, and this is episode 24. All right, team, how are we feeling? How are we feeling? Okay, how are we feeling? I am going to jump very quickly into my Gooner Nation update so I can then get into the good stuff. Okay, because there is, uh, if you can tell by the title, there's a lot going on. And I've got a lot to say. So let's dive in, okay? And this is going to be a lot more um, conversational, I suppose. I don't have a proper outline written for this episode just because it is so all over the place. Um, Like, I have a general structure, I guess, on this little sticky note in front of me, but usually I have a more pieced out, like, flow of an episode, and I I just don't have that for this one because I just don't think, for the topic at hand, I think it's going to be, it cannot be contained. It cannot be put into a box, okay? Also, I am back to recording in the studio, Um, and by the studio, I mean the walk-in closet, and it's proving to be better acoustically, I think, in terms of, like, limited noise. You know, outside, typically, I've got, you know, the Southwest flights. They're overhead about every 10 minutes. Then we have the trash truck, and they come about six times a day for some reason. And then, you know, you just have outside noise. You can't really beat it, especially when, like, my apartment, my balcony faces the entire city. So it's really hard to eliminate some of that background noise. Kind of reminds me of that episode of um, It's Always Sunny, where they move to the suburbs and they don't have the background noise of the city to lull them to sleep. That's kind of what, that's kind of what I'm living in right now. But anyway, I moved to the closet. And so the only thing I'm really hearing in here is my neighbor's dog bark and my neighbor is an asshole. I've never met them. I don't know what they look like, but I think they're a dick. And I only say that because that dog, that dog barks nonstop for like 16 hours a day. And then whenever I hear somebody get home, like whenever the door shuts, then the dog stops barking. So that tells me when that dog is barking 16 hours a day, it's because the owner is not home. Why do that to an animal? Now, now I'm going on this tangent. Why do that to an animal? I'm not talking about, look, people got to go to work. I get it. You are gone that long all the time. I don't know. I feel like if you have a job, like if you're a nurse or a doctor or something like that, maybe you shouldn't have a dog all by itself in an apartment for 16 hours a day. Maybe that's not the most humane. And that's my take on that. So anyway, let's get into everything else. So the Gooner update. Okay, Gooner Nation, Cincy win, Cincinnati, for all of those who are unfamiliar. They won on the road last week, 20 to 6. That's an okay win. I don't know. Like, that's fi- a W, right? A W is a W. Now they're 4-0. Now they're, now they're undefeated, okay? And so the pressure is really on tonight at 6 p.m. because it is Saturday. I am recording late. Mind your business. Mind your own. Like, stop. 
anyway, they uh, are playing tonight, 6 p.m. Against, who is it? Iowa State? And Iowa State, God bless them. Okay, I know there's not much to do in Iowa, but uh, they're not... They're not looking great this season. They've looked great in past seasons, for sure. I'll, I'll be kind and give them that. Not looking great this season, so I'm hoping it's at home, 6 p.m., it's a night game. It's parents' weekend at the University of Oklahoma. Hopefully, it's just an easy-peasy, breezy, beautiful cover girl win, and we can refocus because next week... On Saturday, next weekend, October 7th, is OU Texas. And if Texas doesn't lose to Kansas tonight, which um, Lord willing and the creek don't rise, they do. But if they don't, because they are looking exceptional this year, um, we will have an Oklahoma and Texas team, respectively, both of them, will be coming into OU Texas undefeated, which... I don't know all the stats on that, but I hear that that is not common. I've been going to OU Texas every year since I was a freshman in college, which was 2016 when I started, which was seven years ago. If you're my age and you needed to feel any more like shit today than usual, uh, yeah, 2016 was seven years ago. So go ahead and jot that down. But yeah, um, it's been a minute since both teams have come into the game undefeated and ranked at that. So, I mean, we're looking at a good one, but I just, I don't know. Last year was so traumatic, um, not only because I had tickets. We went to Vegas the week before, and then we got home on that Thursday, maybe? I could be making that up completely, but we got home the Thursday or maybe even Friday before OU Texas. I'm going to say it was Thursday. Kyle was already, like, by the time the wheels touched the ground in Dallas, Texas, he was not feeling well. Um, and turns out it was coronavirus. So we had COVID over OU Texas last year, which was also that Monday we were healed up because we, once we tested negative and everything, we went to the Chicks concert um, on my B-Day last year on that Monday. But yeah, that Saturday, um, we were fully in the throes of having COVID, <laughs> like just fully, just fully with COVID. So we were at home watching the Gooner Nation get their ass, their whole ass, cheeks and butt crack and all getting handed to them and it was like what 49-0 it was like a shut it was a shutout I don't know the exact numbers okay I don't remember I'm trying to block it out I'm trying to repress it but yeah it was a complete shutout and we just can't lose like that again I feel like these guys have a lot of like and this is not like a bad thing but they've got a lot of pride right and they're proud of the team they're proud of how far they've come and, you know, they were kind of left high and dry by Stinkin' Lincoln. And he almost, okay, no, he didn't, I guess he didn't almost lose to Colorado just now. I'm, I'm recording this at like three, um, like three on the nose, actually. And USC just played Colorado and won by one singular touchdown. 
How's the number six team in the entire country almost losing to Colorado by one touchdown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, next week's AP poll, it'll be like, USC number four. Like, just shut up. Shut up. But anyways, Stinkin' Lincoln left him, you know, hanging out to dry. It was a rebuilding year, to say the least, and it was just not fun. Um, it was not fun to witness that kind of a loss, especially for OU Texas, because OU Texas is fun. I mean, win or lose, it's supposed to be a game, right? And it typically is. Like, it doesn't matter if you're unfamiliar, obviously, is who I'm talking to right now, but typically this game, it's like, it doesn't matter where either team is at in their season. It could really go either way, is typically how this game is played. So here's hoping. Here's hoping and praying um, that there is a Gooner win, not only this week, don't look too far ahead, but also next week. That's really all I have to say about that. All right, let's get into the tea. And I don't care, okay? Let's start here. I don't care if it has taken over your entire feed, your entire FYP, your entire sports broadcasting system, your entire life. We are talking about it on just being silly. Right now, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And you know how we feel about Taylor Swift on this podcast, okay? You know that we are Taylor Swift truthers. We are reformed internal misogynists, okay? We love Taylor Swift on this podcast. The ladies love Taylor Swift on this podcast. The women of Just Being Silly love Taylor Swift. And we have just met Travis, okay? So... Here's the story. So Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift played a show at Arrowhead Stadium. This is super Cliff's notes, by the way. I'm not going to cover every detail, but plays some shows at Arrowhead Stadium where I saw One Direction um, on the field. I had I had floor seats. It actually doesn't matter. The more about the music about One Direction is about to go so crazy, by the way. I'm, I'm not ready to do it yet. I really, that's what I'm going to have to um, meditate and pray on. Let's get back into it. Okay. So Taylor Swift, Arrowhead Stadium, plays a couple nights there. And Travis Kelsey, number 87 on the Kansas City Chiefs, unknown position, (laughs) unknown position. He's big. He's 6'5". I don't care what his job is. He, his, his job is football. Anyway, he goes to one of the Eras Tour shows and makes a friendship bracelet for Taylor Swift because that is a part of the Eras Tour is making friendship bracelets and trading them and passing them out. And they say things that are Taylor Swift derivatives, you know, song lyrics, inside jokes, etc. But um, he, this man made a friendship bracelet 
Jury's still out on if he made it himself or if he had somebody make it for him. Either way, very cute gesture nonetheless. Friendship bracelet with his number on it. And if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't able to give it to her in person. Like, he had to give it to somebody to give to her because she was so busy because she's um, the songbird of our generation, perhaps? So anyway, she receives this. And then a couple months later, like, there, are, there's nothing about this after, after that comes out that he gave her a, uh, that he gave her the friendship bracelet. Nothing really comes out after that, right? Like, it is pretty much dead silent, like, no updates. A couple months later, it starts getting peppered in the rumor mill, which is how you know something is afoot. Starts getting peppered in the blind items, on demois, you know, any any tabloid that really has the hookup or the connection starts peppering in the idea that they have been chatting and also kind of regurgitating and bringing up the friendship bracelet thing again. Like, oh yeah, remember when Travis Kelsey gave her that? Well, apparently the two are talking, you know, that kind of thing, which you never want to buy too much into because sometimes those stories are just put out there and planted um, just to stir up conversation about the people, right? So you never want to think too much about it. Then the unthinkable happens. Taylor Swift is at a football game. A football game! She is at an NFL game. I'm going to tell you this right now, up front. I watch football. I'm a I'm decently, I'm more NCAA college football person. That's just, I think there's more to like about college football than NFL. But I like NFL fine enough. Like, I, I watch it and, you know, I typically root for whoever was on Hard Knocks because I love marketing. I love it. I love storytelling. So, you know, I don't have a really a dog in the fight, though, truthfully. However... I'm pretty good about remembering details like, oh, who was playing? I don't know who the other team was. I don't remember. Was it like the Jets? Was it the Jets? Or are they playing? No, they might be playing them this week. They were playing somebody who does not matter, in my opinion. Because the only thing that mattered in that moment was that Taylor Swift was at the Kansas City Chiefs game. And it was just kind of... We just were bombed with it, okay? Like, it came out of nowhere. I get a text from Kyle, Taylor Swift at the game, question mark, sends something from Twitter. I look at it and I'm like, I'll be damned. I go to the TV. I'm scrolling on Twitter. I'm on, I'm on TikTok. I'm texting the girls. You know what I mean? Like there are things, there are things happening. Taylor Swift is at this game very publicly. She is seen in the box. She is seen cheering, sitting with Travis Kelsey's mom. She is pictured famously now with a plate with a chicken finger on it with ketchup and seemingly ranch that says Taylor Swift in a new photo with a chicken strip and ketchup and seemingly ranch. I follow the girl that posted that originally, the seemingly ranch thing. Heinz is like gonna have to cut her a check because Heinz literally just came out with a product that is ketchup and seemingly ranch because it went so viral which is kind of cool to see. Like, somebody who just followed for Taylor Swift updates is now, like, in charge of 
a huge Taylor Swift thing happening. Good for them. Good for them. Anyway, so she's at this game very publicly, and they then leave together. Lots of stuff going down with that. I mean, just, they're in a getaway car. Like, they go to this after-party thing together. People say that they're out until, like, 2 a.m. They go back to his house with his mother and, you know, some other people. It's like a whole thing. And so we get the photos, we get the videos, we get the content, okay, which is number one. We always want the content when things like this happen. But once the storm completely blows over and we're not like in the thick of it, we can start analyzing, right? Because Taylor Swift fans love to analyze. Like one thing about Taylor Swift fans, they did well in AP English, okay? Like, we love to find the clues, the Easter eggs. We love to analyze it, okay? So that's what people did. And there are a couple of different theories, and I'm going to present the two biggest theories here. So we're going to break them off into the two separate topics. The first one will be true love And the second one will be PR. Let's start with true love because that's what we want it to be, right? Like at the end of the day, you want Taylor Swift, if you are a good person, you want Taylor Swift to be happy. You don't have to like her. You don't have to like her music. But if you're a normal person, you're like, okay, yeah, she hasn't done anything to me. Like I I want her to be happy. As I want to be happy myself, I want this stranger to be happy. So we're going to start with that one. We're going to start with this is true love. And I'm going to Cliff's Notes version all of the different aspects of this that people have covered mostly on Twitter and TikTok. First things first, the astrology between these two suggests that they are meant for each other. Kind of fun. Um, I do love a bit of astrology. I've been kind of in a rabbit hole of astrology myself just because it's fun to look at, right? Like it's fun, um, totally unrelated, but like there are certain points of astrology that like tell you if you're going to be successful or not. And it's like, oh, that, that's not true. Like, or, oh, maybe it's a coincidence, whatever. And then you like look up certain people's charts like famous people's charts and it's like they have these certain placements that are like indicators it's crazy town um but I digress anyway the astrology folks on TikTok suggest that these two have um many points within both of their charts that make them very compatible it was also predicted earlier this year that Taylor Swift would be having a lifelong romance beginning around summertime which it's September. But for some people, that is the summer, okay? It's not fall until the end of September. So I think that still counts. Also, um, I mean, I don't know if you're into this, but he was also born in 1989. Very cool. Same age. His birthday is October 5th, 1989. Hers is December 13th, 1989. So he's a Libra. Other Libra men that she has dated in the past... Um, the only one coming to mind is John Mayer, which, 
yikes. But I don't think that that's true for everybody, right? And I like John Mayer separately. Um, if I can just close my eyes and forget about how he treated Taylor Swift and Jessica Simpson. I like him as an entertainer and a performer. But he is a Libra. And that's all you really need to know about him. But anyway, yes, the astrology suggests that these two are destined for some form of long-term connection, which is really cool. Aside from the metaphysical, okay, the astrology aspect, there is also a theory that is rooted in nothing but lived experience for many women, but it is something that cannot be overlooked because of how real it is. And ladies, this is pretty real. The dusty boyfriend effect. Let me explain what that is. So the dusty boyfriend effect suggests that once you get out of a relationship, it can be a good relationship. It can be a bad relationship. It's typically a longer term relationship though. But once you get out of a relationship, you then go on. Okay, once you get out of a long-term relationship, you then go on to date a guy briefly who is just musty, dusty, and crusty. Like, they may be nice, they may fulfill some sort of need that you have there in the moment, but allegedly this, this dusty boyfriend would kind of not be the right person for you. Like, they're just like, they don't have their shit together. They you know, they kind of give you the ick, but like, I don't, like you're on the rebound, essentially. You're on the rebound and you, you know, entertain this for a quick moment in time because then it's like, oh, what am I doing? You kind of snap out of it in that moment. And the idea is after you leave the dusty boyfriend, which is that very short-term fling, you then go on to meet the love of your life or get with your husband. Is the is that is the I'm explaining it like dog shit, but that is the whole theory. It is that you leave a long-term relationship, you are in the throes of massive heartbreak. You catch a rebound with a guy who is just, you know, God bless him, not not for you, not, you know, he's got a lot of work to do on himself. And then once you leave that guy, the next guy you get with is usually when if they're a good person usually the person that you end up with how this relates to taylor swift okay she was with joe joe alwyn the british actor for six years so they started seeing each other oh reputation before reputation came out a lot of that album is about their relationship and how he likes slash loves her even though her reputation is not good because not to get into the history of Taylor Swift as you you already know what happened um, or at least you should the whole thing with Kanye releasing that song and then Kim released like some edited video about what Taylor said or what she agreed to and that was not true at all but it made Taylor look like a snake and then she like went into hiding for a year And everyone thought Taylor Swift was over and she was done. And then she dropped reputation and she continued to slay Diva. But that's the story. So anyway, she got with Joe Alwyn. They were together for six years. Um, 
And I can imagine that that's a tough one. You know what I mean? Like being with somebody for six years is a long time. And especially when you were with them during a time where, and not to say that a woman needs a man or a man needs a woman, but like when you needed them most, like when all of the shit with Kim and Kanye and the world being against Taylor Swift was going on, this person was with her through all of that and loved her in spite of that. However, does it appear that he grew to resent her once she grew back in popularity and was, you know, being seen out more often and releasing projects and getting more press? And yes, it, it does appear that that isn't what he thought he was signing up for. Um, he liked her when she was low-key, but uh, best believe she's still bejeweled. Anyway, anyway. So they break up, and obviously that has got to be heartbreaking. I know Taylor Swift is a real strong woman, but that's got to be horrible, right? Like, to go through a breakup like that, and then you're about to go on the Eras tour, which is exactly what it is. I'm not even going to get into it. Um, it's going to make me cry. But anyway, she leaves that relationship. I, we don't know who broke up with who. There's speculation all over the place, but we don't know. Ultimately, her long-term relationship ended, Okay. Then she is rumored, remember those little pepperings that we get right before something happens? It is rumored that she is dating Maddie Healy of the 1975. And I'm going to say one thing about him. Actually, I'm going to say a couple things about him. The first thing is, I like the 1975. I think they're talented. I think they have good music. I like them. I'm actually going to be seeing them not only October 9th, but I'm pretty sure, Lord willing and the creek don't rise and nothing falls through, me and the girly swirlies are going to see the 1975 at ACL during weekend two. So like, I'm going to get my fix of the 1975 in the next couple of weeks. I like them just fine. I listened to them a lot in the 2014 Tumblr era where I was a sophomore in high school and was wearing flannels and maroon lipstick. Like, I was catching a vibe. I like the 1975. But Maddie Healy has got some image issues that he needs to figure the fuck out, okay? He is kind of chaotic, which can be fun. It can be fun to be a little chaotic, but he's a little chaotic, public-facing. And then he also says shit that is, um, problematic. I don't want this episode to get flagged for conversations that aren't technically being had, but, like, he says a lot of shit that is, like, problematic, and I wish he would stop, but because that is the way he is, that would make him the dusty boyfriend. And so there are, at this point, she's broken up with Joe or they broke up, whatever. Then there are rumblings that she is seeing Maddie Healy from the 1975. And then he comes to, I think, a couple, not just one. I think he was at a couple of Eras Tour shows and was like hanging out in the VIP tent and looking enamored. And there were like little hints and like winks and Easter eggy things about their relationship, like shared clothing and 
things they were saying on stage, and I'm not even going to get into all of that, but enough for fans to think that, oh, these people are in a relationship. Just took a little sip of water. Don't mind me. Anyway, they're also seen leaving a studio in LA together, like kind of frequently. And so people are like, oh, they might be dropping music together. This must just be PR, yada, yada, yada. Nothing really comes of it, okay? Like there are no features of the 1975 on Speak Now, and there are no features flat out, period, on 1989 Taylor's version at this time. You never know what she's going to do. But at this time of the of this recording, there are no features on 1989 Taylor's version, which means what were they recording? Or was he just joining her in the studio? Were they dating? Who knows? But for the sake of this, they were dating. That is what public perception was, is that they were in a fling and then it ended. Dusty Boyfriend. Who is the next man up? Next man up is allegedly, according to this theory, your husband. The guy that you're with for the foreseeable future. Who is that in this story? That is Travis Kelsey. Okay. So I love that and that's cute. And that's pretty good evidence. And then there's also the rumblings that she is going to be at the Kansas City game this Sunday can't confirm if that's true because it's quite literally Saturday, but very excited to see where this goes, okay? Because this could really be something. And I'm also sick and tired of seeing every man whose ass is probably so unwashed on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram comments and whatever talking about, oh, she's going to write an album of that. Shut up. And if she does, I'll buy the vinyl. What do you think this is? She has written good albums about men in the past. Have you, hello, lover, knock, knock, hello. She only writes songs about bad men when they're bad men. So don't be a bad man. But I guess two plus two equals five to some of these dumb MFs. Anyway, that's the story. That's where we're at right now. So, I mean... This could really go either way in the category of true love, but let's go ahead and get into PR. So there's a lot of reasons to believe that this could be PR. A lot of relationships that are public facing with people that are this famous, a lot of times they are PR and that's just a business move. Like it is what it is, right? But there are a couple of pieces of quote unquote evidence that would suggest that this relationship is PR. I am only going to cover one of those pieces just because I, some of them are stupid, but also I think this is the most, I don't know, quote unquote damning. It's not really that damning. I don't really care at the end of the day. If you want to know the truth, actually, um, I'm having so much fun watching all of the content and, you know, it's, if they get married, it will be my royal wedding. It will be my royal wedding. Make no mistake. However, this is the piece of, I guess, evidence that would suggest that this relationship is PR. Here we go. CAA. 
And I'm also going to go ahead and mention that all of this, I don't know if I've already mentioned it. I might have. But all of this is um, unconfirmed and untrue. For legal reasons, this is untrue. But it is actually unconfirmed. We don't know if this relationship is PR. But anyway, yes. CAA, Creative Artists Agency, LLC. CAA is an American talent and sports agency based in Los Angeles, California. Joe Alwyn, Taylor's long-term boyfriend that she had before Maddie Healy, if we are going to ascribe to that timeline, Joe Alwyn is represented by CAA. Earlier this year, Travis Kelsey was signed on to be represented by CAA. Taylor Swift, to my knowledge, is not represented by CAA. So you're probably like, okay. <laughs> Which CAA is a huge, huge agency. Like, they they represent most. Okay, like, most famous people. So, not weird yet. But this is where it starts getting kind of interesting. So, CAA, just in the recent history, in the recent past, within the last few months had a deal with Amazon. So I'm not 100% sure what that deal with Amazon necessarily includes, but there is a deal involving CAA and Amazon that has taken place. Which may not seem, you know, particularly weird considering CAA is a large agency, Amazon is a large, extra large company, very normal. Okay. Where this starts looking a little fishy is when you consider how Amazon has recently been using Taylor's music. Taylor's version, songs, a few from different, from different albums, have appeared in in The Summer I Turned Pretty, which is on Amazon, as well as in a couple of different trailers for different Amazon originals. And people know that they are Taylor's versions of the songs and not the original versions because they have sound differences. They sound different. Not not a crazy amount, but they've got different, um, you know, the way that she says certain things are different to the original recordings, which makes people believe, okay, this is a Taylor's version a Taylor's version song, right? Like this is, you can kind of tell if you're a fan and you listen close enough, it's different. This is a Taylor's version song. So then you kind of ask yourself, why is Amazon using so much Taylor Swift music, especially Taylor's version? And I actually don't have, I'm sure there might be an example of why. There might actually be a deal somewhere out there and I just have not done my research Nonetheless, Taylor's versions of certain songs, so Taylor's music, period, is being used a lot by Amazon in their Amazon Originals. Speaking of Amazon Originals, there is a fun little documentary 
that is an Amazon original released not that long ago about the Kelsey family, specifically Travis Kelsey's brother. However, Travis Kelsey is obviously a huge part of this documentary. So we have CAA representing Taylor's old boyfriend and new rumored boyfriend. And CAA has a relationship with Amazon. And Amazon has been heavily promoting Taylor Swift, specifically Taylor's version music, in their Amazon originals. And Amazon has an Amazon original documentary featuring Travis Kelsey, who is represented by CAA. It's a triangle, okay? Do you get it? And that could really mean nothing. (laughs) If you want to know the truth, that could really mean nothing. But it's too interesting to not bring up. So we'll leave it at that. So that is the PR claim. So now we have the true love claim where we cited astrology and the dusty boyfriend effect. And then we have the PR claim where we cited two companies and their, and the unknown terms of their possible agreements. So we all in all have literally nothing. So that was fun. I'm glad we, I'm glad we did that. I'm glad we, I'm glad we went down that road together. I would love to know though, in the Q&A box, which I also have to call out really quick, the Q&A box on Spotify, I lied. Okay. I lied. I lied to you. And I'm sorry. That is not the Q&A box on Spotify. Is not anonymous. I've lied. I lied and I didn't mean to. I misinterpreted. (laughs) I misinterpreted the rules. If you watch South Park, you will get that. But no, I misinterpreted what was being said on the, like, the little master class I did with Spotify regarding some of the parts of Spotify for podcasters. I thought that was an anonymous box. And I think it can be, but I'm going to have to figure out how to set it up. But as is, it is not anonymous. So we will just be using that. We will go back to regularly scheduled programming And we will go back to using that submission box for just flat out, like, what did you think of the show? If you want to submit a QA and a or an advice piece there, feel free. Like, I'm not going to, like, judge, but I understand that sometimes it's nicer to have more um, anonymity when it comes to certain things like that. Even if it's just lighthearted fun, it's just nice to be anonymous. Um, So we will continue to use that for things like please tell me what you thought of the episode. Please use it as a response. Like if you hear me say something in the episode and you're like, I have to respond, respond there. So when I ask you, what do you think about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Do you think it is love or do you think it's PR? Sound off in that little box on Spotify and just let me know because I'm interested in knowing what everybody else thinks. But yeah, it is not anonymous. So with that being said, continue to direct 
questions and pieces of advice to the Google form linked in the show notes. It's on every episode. You just go to the show description. The link is there. It will take you to a Google form, and that is 100,000% anonymous. Even if you're logged into Google, it will not tell me who sent what. So, ah, there's my timer. I have a pedicure to get to, so I'm trying not to, you know, run over time, which it looks like I'm about to severely run over time and I'm probably going to be late. So that's fun. But I just wanted to wrap up and say that, which is one, let me know what you think about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And two, go back to directing your anonymous asks to the Google form in the show notes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I also briefly want to touch on Bad Bunny and Kendall Jenner, and Sylvia sent me something on TikTok and was like, you need to debrief this on just being silly, and I will quickly, okay? I will quickly. So there is a new Gucci ad featuring Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny because apparently they're dating, which, look, I don't... I don't know what they would have in common, if you want to know the truth. I guess they're both rich now. Well, she's always been rich, but, like, I guess they're both rich. I guess that stands for something. I guess that means something. But what else do these people have in common? They look great. They look amazing together. Every photo. Oh, my God. No wonder there's a Gucci ad with them both, right? Like, they are just, they look amazing together. I'm sorry, but what the hell are they talking about? And that's really all I have to say about it. So yeah, they, there's a Gucci ad with Bad Bunny and Kendall Jenner. And so I guess they are fully like a couple, like public facing. I just want to know what they're talking about. What do they have to say to each other? Does he know about her Pepsi can fiasco? Does he care? So many questions so little time. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Um, no Q&A today. I talked too much. I talked too much about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I needed to get it off my chest. N- no Q&A. But there will be a more about the music on Monday. So go listen to that when that comes out on Monday. Reminder, follow the Just Being Silly Instagram at Just Being Silly Pod. Follow the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and also rate it five stars. Please rate it five stars. Just go to the app, to the show, and there will be a little hollow star. If you haven't ranked the show yet, you click on that and you give it five stars. And that's all you have to do. And that's all I'm asking you to do. And I would never, I would never ask you to do something that I wasn't confident you could do. Much like the Lord, not comparing myself, oof, not comparing myself, but I'm just saying, the Lord does not put anything in our path that we cannot handle. That's what I've been told, okay? So, much like that, I would not ask you to do anything that was too demanding. So please, if you are following on Spotify and Apple Podcast, please just go ahead and rate it five stars. And if you're not following... You have two tasks, which are 
follow, and rate five stars. But that's really that on that. Thank you so much for listening to another one. This was episode 24. We are still trucking. God bless, man. Like, we are really... This thing is still going. Despite all odds. And it's growing, which is kind of weird. Um, Which is what I want. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh my god. Like, No, I, I want people to hear it. Like, I wouldn't put this out if I didn't want people to listen to it. But to watch it grow, the way it's growing is kind of special and kind of fun. And kind of silly if you could even believe it so anyway that's all thanks so much for listening uh i love you so much and i will talk to you later okay bye